0: Welcome. Today, I'd like to talk about healing through grief. Everyone dies, but how do we deal with that dying? Do we take it personally? Do we form a bitterness against God for taking away someone we've grown attached to? Do we ever love God the same? Are we? Angry at God, things that we need to be healed from that we may not be aware of, things that are hindering us from becoming like God, to love unconditionally. There are many things that we really don't realize are going on with ourselves psychologically, mentally, sometimes even physically until it's too late. I like to look and focus on the book of Ruth this morning. First chapter, eighth verse. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. During that time, once you married, you belong to the household you married into. And then if death should happen to come, there was a right that someone within the family could marry, take over, and become the husband and a firstborn child would then go to the dead person and keep that name alive and living. These two women were not In Israel at the time, Naomi and her husband had left Israel because there was a famine in the land and they went where there was food and then they died. The husband died and both sons died after having married women from a different country, women who did not necessarily follow their gods and their religion, but as wives partook of the religion and the ways of their family they married into and now Naomi realizes that she wants to go back home but she doesn't know if it's fair to ask these women to go back home with her when they don't know the customs, they're not familiar with all the things and she has no hope to offer them for a future but if they go back home they can probably remarry and have prosperous lives. But that leaves her alone by herself as an old woman. Sometimes it's hard to know what is right to do, but we should always do what is right because it's right. And Naomi putting herself in a bind to free these women who were faithful to her sons and were good daughter-in-laws. And have even consented to go with her. But she realizes she has absolutely nothing to offer them. And that it may be better for them to just return to their parents' house. And the customs they are accustomed to. And the things they knew before they met her. And the one daughter-in-law takes her up on that. But the other daughter-in-law is like, we're in the same boat. We need each other. And together we can get through this. Grief, how do we heal? Do we heal? Do we form a type of bitterness towards God or other people because of it? And how do we recognize it and heal it so that it doesn't get the better of us? Now skip to Ruth verse chapter 1, verses 16 through 18. And Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her and then they both go back home and you can tell that Naomi is don't even call me Naomi anymore call me Mara she is just really allowing herself to be fully overcome by grief and depression and hopelessness and had not her daughter in law come with her she may have just went home and died because many people end up doing just that when they don't have a reason to live or they don't feel that the people around them are good enough reason to live they just pass away and die i remember after my I have two aunts on my mother's side that are twins And after the first twin died, the second twin decided she didn't want to stick around, that her children, her grandchildren, nobody was going to be able to fill that void. And she just basically didn't want to live anymore. And she did die. Not a year later, she was gone. And there are many people, married couples often die in pairs because they don't want to live without the other. And God just says, okay. Go ahead. I agree with you. And there are many times when God gives us the desire of our heart. We've lived full lives. We've been good. And we don't want to stick around anymore. And he gives us that. Not that we take our lives, but that he allows us to go to sleep. He allows us to be gone from this world and to prepare for the next. And we just wait. And when he comes, it's going to be just like we went to sleep and woke up. We're not even going to know that we've been dead for however long we've been dead. You lay down and you open your eyes when you rise up and you don't even know how long there was in between. Ruth chapter two, verses 10 through 11 show that Ruth was allowing herself to be led by the God of the family she married into. And he leads her to a place that proves to be prosperous for her and her mother-in-law. Ruth chapter 2, verses 10 through 11. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother, and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. It doesn't really matter what it is we're going through in life. God has a purpose for each and every one of us. Many of us will never fulfill that purpose because we don't ask God to lead us. We don't ask God to direct us. We're good at asking him to bail us out of a situation we got into. But if we had been walking with him and talking with him and being led by him, will we ever have ended up in that situation to begin with? If he can get you out of a situation, why not let him help you not get in a situation? Why not have a different type of relationship with your creator. He knows everything. Trust him. Walk with him. Hold his hand. Acknowledge him. Pray fast and trust. It's not too late to become that person you were created to be. Though all the world forsake him, you can stand strong and hold on to his unchanging hand because He is, he was, and he will forever be. Whether we ever give him his glory, whether we ever acknowledge him as God, he is still God. And my life's a whole lot easier when I let him lead, when I let him guide, when I let him direct my traffic. I don't have to ask him to bail me out. But there are times when I get confused about, okay, I know you told me to come here. I know you told me to do this, but now what? And waiting is a big part of trusting. Because if you know he led you and you know what he told you, you have to wait until the next instruction comes. And sometimes the next instruction doesn't come right away. And you just have to go on what you know to be righteous, do what you know to be true, and when he's ready, he will alert you as to what you should do next we don't We shouldn't have to be micromanaged; we shouldn't have to be told this second, this minute, this hour. We should be able to get some general directions and know because we know who he is, we know what he represents, and we know everything we need to know about him to know that he's not going to put us in harm's way. He's not going to let us falter and everything's going to work out if we will just trust him and stick to the plan. Too often we get tired of waiting and we don't stick to the plan. And then we're like, oops, uh, help me out here. Ruth chapter 4, verse 9, shows how Ruth continued to do what was right, and she was rewarded. Ruth chapter 4, verses 9 through 10. And Boaz said unto the elders and unto all the people, Ye are witnesses this day, that I have bought all that was Elimelech's and all that was Chilion's, and Malon's of the hand of Naomi. Moreover, Ruth, the Moabitess, the wife of Malon, have I purchased to be my wife, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance, that the name of the dead be not cut off from among his brethren, and from the gate of his place. Ye are witnesses this day. Naomi didn't think she could offer her granddaughter, I mean, sorry, her daughter in law. Naomi didn't think she had anything to offer her daughter in law. And she didn't, but God did. They had a kinsman near enough to step in and fill the role that God asked to be performed for his people to not have to suffer for his people to not be without. God always wanted family to take care of family. And he had to put it down in writing so that we would understand that no one is an island to themselves. Everyone is related to somebody. And even though we travel all around the world and we run away from home, we are all interconnected. My distant cousin, my close cousin, in the end, we all came from the original source. Yes, we look different. Yes, we don't know each other. Yes, we speak different languages, but we really are all related. And for those of us who don't want to accept that my neighbor is my brother or my sister, don't worry. You keep walking with Jesus. You keep being led by his Holy Spirit. You'll recognize that the whole world is your family and that we have one eternal father who is over all of us and has always been providing for us and guiding us and directing us when we would let him and who punishes us and spanks us because he loves us. Ruth chapter four, verse 13 and 17 show that there was a happy ending to this story that was plagued with death and mourning and grief and bitterness because they held onto God's unchanging hand, because they continued to do what was right, because they trusted in their creator. Ruth 4, 13 and 17. So Boaz took Ruth. And she was his wife. And when he went in unto her, the Lord gave her conception, and she bare a son. 17. And the women, her neighbors, gave it a name, saying, There is a son born to Naomi, and they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. When we lose loved ones, we want to be angry. Some of us think we have the right to be angry and we have to deal with it the way we're going to deal with it. But we shouldn't allow it to forever change our heart, our mind. We shouldn't allow ourselves to become bitter and upset and forget how to love and to be compassionate. And for some people, they can't. Continue in love. They can't continue to serve God. They just can't move forward, be healed completely, be healed totally. Yes, death is a part of life, and loved ones will come and go, but we don't have to fall to pieces. We don't have to lose the essence of who we are, but we are human. And we don't always know how to deal with those feelings. Let God heal you. Ask him to help you. Let him show you the way. And remember Romans 28 and 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose Every time things look like I'm serving God and this is happening to me. Know that it's temporary. Know that the God you serve is doing something for a reason that you just don't understand. For a reason that just doesn't make sense right now. But hold to his unchanging hand and let him work it out. Trust him. Wait on him. Don't get ahead of him. And see how good the story can end if we will just walk with Jesus, trust in Jesus, and do what we know that is right just because it's right. This four chapter book of Ruth is a very short book that really can we all can relate to because we have all lost loved ones. And some of us didn't know how things were going to turn out and some of us didn't care we just wanted to be angry and we wanted to be mad but we need to be healed we need to let god take us to a better place and help us to stay there and i've even noticed that some people even after being healed as soon as there's another death someone that has the same name as that loved one you start to grieve all over again or that anniversary of their death comes, or their birthday, or it all it comes back and you just grieve all over again. And some of us never stop grieving for those that we've lost. But we can't let ourselves become angry and bitter because of it. We don't realize how much healing we need because we haven't really been honest with ourselves about how far we are from that perfect plan that God has. He wants us to be loving. He wants us to be kind. And he recognizes that we hurt. And he's offering to heal us. But we have to accept and be healed. Let us pray. God, thank you. Because I didn't realize that some of these issues were happening to me. Some of these things were in me and a part of me, and I thank you for helping me to see that I need to deal with some of that, because this episode really does speak to my heart and my life, and I've seen some of this in other people, and I didn't understand it until now. God, I thank you for showing me that healing is a whole lot deeper than I ever thought it was. And that if I will let you heal me from the inside out, totally and completely, it'll be easier for me to do what you ask me to do in your word. Thank you, God, for showing me how to begin to walk with you in a closer relationship. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen.